Hey babes, this is SZA from the future. Just wanted to check in on a couple of things. First off, as two black queer femmes, we're all about giving credit where credit is due. So wanted to shout out both Moya Bailey and Trudy at Gradient Liar for their work in coining and developing our understanding of misogynoir, which we talk about today in this episode. Um, and you can check them out and check out the term and do your research if you want to find out some more about the history, about the theory um, and its uses. And then this episode, I was outside on the veranda, which I thought at the time was a great idea, but it has led to our third podcast guest, the Jamaican Outdoors. So there are times where you will hear wind, cicadas, just the lovely outdoors. Unfortunately, couldn't edit it out. We're just the two of us. Our audio engineer skills aren't that strong yet. Um, and we don't have professional editors yet. So apologies in advance if this is something that's going to irritate you. But we love you and we will see you later for the rest of the show. Yeah. All right, party people. Welcome to... Pandirold, 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 Pandirold. We dirty wine. Welcome and welcome back. It's your boy. It's SZA. And it's me, Leisha. How's everybody doing today? We're um, just going to assume that you're all right, because we, we can't wait. We can't. We can't wait for the response. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're hoping it's positive, but the reality <laughs> is probably not. And we will discuss why as we get into our podcast. Ah. How are you doing, my love? You know what? It's uh, such a funny question. Like my my um, therapist asked me it today as well. And I was like, top level, good. Like actually, <laughs> day to day, I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, little pep in the step. Um, but if I think for more than 30 seconds about life and the world around me, um, just increasingly despairing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm like, for myself in quite a good place this week, which I'm very happy about. But obviously um, that can be at odds with what else is happening outside and around me as an individual. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much away before we get talking, but I feel like, yeah. But how are you, how are you doing? How are you doing, Boo? I think I'm going to like steal your consultant speak and say top level. <laughs> 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 medium and bottom and then the bars in hell um like top level i think good you know today is a better 
day I started drinking and drinking makes everything better. Let's be oh, Amen. <laughs> Where would we be without alcohol <laughs> as a society? Oh, we love a crutch. We love a crutch. <laughs> it's like I'm already like celibate and can't partake in my usual vice of smoking. So uh, we we're just we're, we're yeah, back to basics <laughs> but yeah like today's good I think as you know I'm trying to like leave England from everywhere but England so I've been moving virtually which is like moving is already stressful enough but then trying to coordinate a move with everyone but yourself is like (laughs) I just feel like I would uh like someone tell someone to light a match in the room and be like listen I don't have the energy so either it's a free-for-all or just burn it because I don't have the energy so really props to you for orchestrating this of course I will be doing a very small bit to help but you know we gotta we gotta help while we can but yes moving in a pandemic whilst you are across an ocean is uh, a choice it's a choice (laughs) not one that I think like was one given to me freely but it's just where we are um I shout out to my amazing friends who have made this you know bearable Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not gonna say a pleasant experience because I read like because I, I read the prohibited items and I didn't have any. And then like when I got to the checkout and after everything been packed, because my um, one of my best friends, Jess, like did me a solid and she came over to my flat last week and sorted that shit out. Like my room was in a state because I left in like a panic and I was just throwing, packing. I had already, so the day before I left, I had like already left to I had already gone to like a work training retreat thing mm. in like southern England. So I had already like packed to go somewhere else. And then they canceled it because me and a group of people with sense were like, we shouldn't be this close yeah. to each other while yeah. coronavirus is popping yeah. off. And then I was like, okay, let me move up my flights. And then I ran back. Um, unpacked my bag, packed a bag, and then, like, had the saga of getting back to Toronto. And then now, like, I'm in Jamaica. And she, like, literally went in, sorted out all my stuff, cleaned my room, like, literally packed everything up. So I'm eternally, eternally grateful for her. This is, like, guardian angel-level friendship. I was, like, FaceTiming her the entire time because I think she was at my place for five, six hours. And I was like, I'm ready to give you my first child, like my firstborn. Like, I'm, I'm ready to part ways. Like, I have a statue, guys, on the line. We're figuring out where to put this like 24k <laughs> monument in your honor. Um, but yeah, it's just been bearable. But after I did like the customs thing, then they were like, oh, well, you can't have any liquids at all. And I was like, no, 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 no. In your prohibited items, it said I couldn't have this and I didn't pack it. And now you're saying I don't, I'm not supposed to have any liquids. So now I'm just praying that it goes under the radar or they throw it out for me. Or I, the very least, like, 
they return it and don't make me pay twice because when I tell you it's bankrupted me, <laughs> like I don't want to pay that moving fee twice. So listen, if it gets to that, yourself. we might just have to put it on a dinghy and push it out to sea and just pray <laughs> that the wind take it to you because paying twice right. is what we are not doing with our money. This is not right. going to happen. So just prayers up, you know, Amen. for getting my stuff to me. <laughs> if all goes well, like it should all be at my parents' house um, end of next week. But only God knows, which is just the theme of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no. Listen, what, what, what was God thinking on New Year's Eve? When everyone was like, 2020, this is my year. Posting all their memes, stepping into glory. What was, was he just laughing at us? Like, you, you niggas have got no idea. Uh, you might want to postpone that abundance till 2021. Uh, <laughs> if that. If that. If that. So you didn't accomplish everything you wanted in your lifetime before this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You want to hear something funny? Mm. So like I used to be really into like wedding shows, like say yes to the dress. And I've never been like and like four weddings where they would compete. Did you see that? I love four weddings. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So like all of the um wedding shows that were on, you know, the learning channel. like I was obsessed with and then for that's when I was like oh maybe like I should loosely plan my wedding and when I was thinking of like oh like what dates would I like I was like oh May 2020 just because it would be like 5 15 20 and then if it wasn't for the fact that I am ridiculously (laughs) single (laughs) which meant meant, like as soon as I broke up with my ex like last week not last year last spring and I was like okay like this is definitely not happening (laughs) (laughs) it would have been this year like if the circumstances had aligned like i would have wanted to have gotten married this year so so it would have been a zoom wedding which you know a girl from my high school got married yesterday so yeah my friend got married i mean he kept the church bit because they hadn't they had allowed they started allowing weddings in churches again and just get that bit really small. But he's pushed, like, the bigger celebrations, like the Asoebi and, and all the parties and stuff. To, he's just pushed those back because, yeah. Safety. Safety. I mean, I get it. Like, if, you, if that's the date and you can still do the official thing, I would want to do it too. But, like, the parties clearly, no. You could have it, but <laughs> don't invite me because it, it's not. <laughs> not no. No, no, no. Oh, your video's gone. Oh my god, am I out of jail? Okay, there we go. There oh, we go. I see your face. You're back. We're back. We're reunited. Um, and it feels yeah. so good. <laughs> Sorry, I sing a lot. This is going to be a running thing for us. Yeah, like this, it works. We make up songs, we sing classics that yeah. at least most of the song that I start singing, it's like I know like three words and then it's like, <laughs> so I've had this magic moment stuck in my head today. Why? I don't know. And I've been walking around my auntie's house being like, this magic moment. 
I don't know how the rest of the song goes, but the moment <laughs> is magic. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just got to rewrite those lyrics because they probably didn't make sense anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very romantic. And I think it would have been on brands with, so Venus is in Cancer for those of you who are astrologically inclined. <laughs> and I went through a really intense period in July where like I was like burn all men at the stake and like that <laughs> that fury like r- removed all attraction to men. Like I couldn't even look at one and be like, oh you're cute. I was just like, oh scum of the earth, throw you out. And then in the last three weeks, I was like seeing guys on IG, guys on Twitter, and I was like, "Ooh, like I'm, I'm into you. Mm-hmm. Look at you cute." Mm-hmm. And then after Meg went on live yesterday, and it was first the incident in LA where Ugh. like the men recorded these, first of all, assaulted, physically assaulted them, then recorded it for the gram. Like, who recorded everything that was happening to these women for the gram because it was like Jocelyn, Eden, and we're terrible with names. So the fact that I got two out of three is like, no, you did good, girl. But for the people who don't know, whilst we're looking up names. Um, these three trans influencers, these trans women, and I, and I really hate to have to even specify that they're trans because they are women. It really doesn't matter. But for the purposes of this, really, these men who assaulted them have outdated it, and misguided views. Um, yeah, they, they were definitely pressed. did it because they were trans. Yeah, they All were the pressed because Jasmine. Go on. So it was Eden um, the doll. Jocelyn Flawless and Jasmine um, White Rose. So apologies to any of these lovely women. Um, if I've mispronounced your name, wish you nothing but healing and, you know, love. And you love guys and deserve life. better than what happens. But back over yeah. to Alicia, just so that now we have the names. Listen, names are important. And yeah, love and light to you three. But it's just the, the fact that these men, let's be honest, they are pressed because these girls are fine and they don't like the fact that they are attracted to these women. Mm-hmm. And one of the videos, you can even hear one of the men saying, that blonde bitch, she's so fine, she's so fine. Um, but then you can hear boys and a woman actually in the background going, that's a boy, that's a boy, which I don't have the energy to explain to you right now how biological sex and gender are not the same thing. Um, but they are women. Um, so... Yeah you and your toxic masculinity and your outdated gender roles really need to go home. Keep that shit to yourself. You know, if you want to harm anyone, harm your own mind, but do not physically assault and rob women. Take their shoes away from them. Just disgusting. And and what got me the most is the guy, and I need to remember his name. I'm going to look him up. But one of the guys who got off was then just bragging on his Instagram. He has now been arrested, but before he'd been arrested, he was just bragging on his Instagram, on his Snapchat, and just looking at his face, like just looking at just the smugness in his eyes 
really oh here we go carlton calloway just saying oh all you're doing is bringing me publicity for my new album that's coming out no sir no no but no the, sir but the thing is is like you know niggas are gonna listen to it because like <laughs> which is like the sad part right and it's like okay like we're not even gonna get me started on how long it took people to stop listening to r kelly because like thankfully my mom has sense so my dad is so my dad loves r kelly and i haven't talked to him about r kelly like anytime recently so i would hope that would change um but you know you don't ask questions that you don't really want the answer to so (laughs) so like in my childhood like in the early 2000s you know when it was like it was known but like no one was doing much about it like this was still when the industry and fans were like ready to like keep robert um because he was making money and like there's nothing to dispute the fact that he's a talented musician yeah just absolute trash in human form um and then whenever a song would come on like my mom and i remember this and i think i was like five no no this is when we were in canada so i think i was like six or seven um probably seven and I don't remember when I believe I can fly came out, but it was like the music video for that. And she like mm. turned it off and he was like, he's a pedophile and just walked out. <laughs> walked out of her. <laughs> yes, Bob. <laughs> and I was like, obviously I was a child, so I didn't really know. Like I couldn't mm. really, un- I understood, but I didn't understand. Yeah. Um, I just knew that it was like a song that was really popular, like at my school and with my friends. So, but I, because like, obviously when you're that young and I didn't have any siblings, so like my impressions were very much informed by my parents. And then seeing the fact that my mom did not like this person, like I never got that into R. Kelly. So it was more so he happened to be featured on a song that I Mm. liked and it was never something that I actively, but then like, when more and more stuff came out and especially after the documentary and people were still trying to defend this man and I was like literally what is it going to take because it doesn't need to hit home for it to hit home like and that's the disconnect that never makes sense to me because even with the bombing or the explosion in Beirut um let me not like misappropriate what happened in that but Mm. it's like and then I started seeing all these maps about like, oh, this is what the impact would be if it was Toronto or in London or in New York yeah. or in Boston. And I was like, it was an explosion like there. And we saw the tolls. We saw the yeah. Um, yeah. impact size. Like We don't need or we shouldn't need to be like, this is how it would affect me. I can only empathize if I see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's but, but that right is- on my door. <laughs> Just like the individualism that like has has just grown and flourished in in the Western world, which is really like why we're having so much of an issue with coronavirus, because a lot of people are not taking shit seriously until someone they know gets sick and is in the ICU mm-hmm. or dies. Like, or, or that you know, I remember when it came out that the masks don't really stop you from getting it from someone else, but they more it more stops you from giving it to somebody else. And then everyone was like, "Well, why do I need to wear a mask then?" And then I was like, "So you don't care about potentially giving this potentially deadly virus to other people? Uh, you could be asymptomatic. Like, why is it that we cannot 
or people cannot um, empathize unless, yeah, like you said, like it's, it's hitting close to home. It's literally right on their doorstep. And even then, like, sometimes when it's on their doorstep, there's explanations and, and people try to explain away. And this is the thing, like, with the way black men are talking about the whole Meg situation, because I know all of these black men know at least one black woman, right? Whether it's the mm-hmm. one who's the one that they came out of or the one who's <laughs> they're trying to get into, they know someone. They know at least one, as much as they might try and separate, right? And so you know, like, this should hit close to home for you, and yet you're still saying, oh, but she's a snitch, or, oh, what did she say to Tori? We don't know why he shot her, as if there's some kind of justification. But Tilapia 69, like, (laughs) on everybody and their mother. The mailman wasn't safe. You know, the store clerk who sold the mailman their shoes, the store clerk's pet parakeet, tilapia. Whoever's giving him the lace from wigs. <laughs> tilapia said, yo, girl, um, I'm not really sure what these people be doing, but I'm going to tell you where they are at <laughs> just to save my own ass. And y'all are still listening to like the fact that one thing that really annoys me and it's like I respect Nikki as an artist but I hate the fact that she keeps giving tilapia and his lace front wigs like I hate it I hate it why you do not need the money so what is the reason that you keep working with this with this guy I really don't I don't understand it and and here's the thing as well like people because people keep talking about bringing up tilapia um, <laughs> as if the stories are similar, right? As if this is snitching, snitching. This is not snitching because he got himself in that situation where he wanted to try and be some little El Chapo wannabe. He thought he was Sugar Knight <laughs> in the streets, right? Uh, and then he had to make a deal to keep himself out of prison, right? That's different, right? We, we could discuss whether or not that is the right or wrong thing to do, but that is not the same as a black woman being assaulted. Being assaulted. I don't care what she said in that argument. There is nothing that justifies this man shooting her in the feet when she left the car to end the argument. There is nothing. And that's like, I remember seeing a tweet today and I I definitely don't remember. So like, this is not me trying to steal your light or anything like that. It's just, I genuinely don't remember. Um, and it was like, somebody said the fact that Tori started shooting at Megan and had no regard for her life because like with like gun violence in general like I've always been interested in like um projectiles and you know how skilled you have to be to like shoot at your target right and like I have friends who have like gotten shot and like lived and like I know people who've gotten shot and died um and then got shot from like straight bullets that were like nowhere near where they were so it was like you have to be very skilled and very trained which tori is tori's five three can he even see out of the back seat and you can he just shooting. hold a gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> can he hold a gun without falling over he is not a marksman <laughs> right he's not in he's not a marine that we didn't realize is a marine he does not have this training because she, like, there was so, I think it was, like, twice or two bullets from my, like, limited understanding 
of like what happened like two different like bullet fragments or two different bullets that got into like Meg's feet um and so like he was really just playing with her life he was like I could because if it had hit like a major there are major arteries in your leg and you can bleed out and it doesn't matter how quickly and as she said in her life and it was like this was especially like when like tensions were high in the states and it's uh-huh. like we just saw like case after case like come to light where it's just like the police were killing niggas for like no reason and that's how it's yeah. always been so we're not saying that that's like not how it's always been but it's like this is when it was just at the height like yeah. of public consciousness like the of- news cameras were actually on on it like like people mm-hmm. like it was being reported at probably just a, a rate that it it hadn't been for a while or for whatever reason it's like oh i'm just gonna shoot randomly and hope none of them hit a major artery when it's like it is so we are built so delicately like as humans <laughs> biologically so it's like they're our major arteries aren't that hard to hit like they really yeah. aren't they really aren't and it was just sort of like realization that's like oh he didn't care. Like, he was more than happy to just be like, oh, like, let me do whatever. And, you know, it's just another case of, like, male entitlement <laughs> of being like, you know what? I am feeling this way, so this action is justified. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that, that male entitlement, because then another t- tweet I saw today was... Um, it was a screenshot of one of his ex-girlfriends talking about um, this pattern of abuse, basically. She just said, you know, she kept quiet for a long time about the way he treated her. But when she had broken up with him, he basically said, if I can't have you, no nigger can have you. He's following her to her house. Is just like this, this violence within him, whether or not it includes a gun, it's been repeated on black women. And it's just this, this lack of humanity, this, you know, black men love to use us as, you know, human fleshlights. But when it comes time to protect us or actually value us, not just love when we got that whack, but actually mm-hmm. love our, our bodies, regard us, it, it's like, where is it to be seen? Because also where are all of these men in the music industry that make music with Meg? I have seen not one of them say a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where are all the men that are featured on her songs or whose songs she's been featured on? I don't see, I don't see them saying anything. I saw Jojo, a whole ass Jojo, who let's put some respect on Jojo. I actually love her. Um, oh my gosh! Like, and was like, it's just too little, too late. Like thirteen. Listen, like, I don't know who it's too late for, sis. But, <laughs> but I'm with you. But Jojo came out and said, "Listen, this nigga is not on my album anymore. Don't worry about it. It's done." Okay. So this little white girl can come out and speak for Meg. But where are all of you black men that love to watch her twerk? Where's Trey Songs with his little eye emojis? Oh, I know where Trey Songs is anyway at the moment. He's a little bit preoccupied trying to defend his apparent innocence from these repeated patterns of sexual abuse that he's doing. But, you know, it's all right. Maybe you're a bit too busy to worry about a black woman being harmed because uh, you're trying to defend yourself from harming other black women. But we will mm-hmm. not talk about that right now. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're, you are happy to look at Meg when she's got them knees and she's twerking or she's making you money in the studio. But when she's actually vulnerable, 
needs support, needs love. Where is it from these men? Yeah, that's just what, you know I love May. Like, I love her <laughs> so much. Um, so it's like, it's making me sad on that level because like one of the things that made me fall in love with her as an artist and a person and it's like usually mm. I'm able to separate like the artist from like the person but it's like I mm. love Meg as a person because you know like she has always been about like lifting other people up and like forming the community of like hotties which is why I followed her around for a week when she came to London <laughs> <laughs> and it was like she has been about you know like trying to kick it with her fans um like trying to make the world like a better place you know with the like hottie cleanups like mm-hmm. the beaches like the hottie scholarships um trying to get help her college hotties like and then the fact that she has been so like friendly and so you know welcoming and so very much like you know we're in this together with every single rap girl in the game and has been like you know what like we're all coming up together like it's literally like you we may not be on each other's songs but it's like we're gonna come kick it we're gonna we're not gonna even give the media a chance to be like oh you know um um, asian doll and meg are beefing and it's like no no we just saw asian and megan in the club in atlanta like throwing Mm -hmm. ones and not once ones would be what i would be throwing (laughs) (laughs) throwing hundreds on like strippers you know it's like so it's like they're not even like giving the chance for that to happen it's like okay like we can love and respect each other because there's room for all of us and we're no longer like playing into the like patriarchal narrative that there can only be one it's like see how many like different men are in the rap game it's like we deserve to have even if they're similar because it's like there are times where people will tell me about like dude rappers and i'd be like i don't really understand the difference between this so nigga about female rappers called y-n-b-c-q-p-r-a-s-t so why can there like, not the be whole asap mob confuses me just like on a real level <laughs> like <laughs> the asaps the ymbas the all of it how many babies are there? The baby, little baby. <laughs> like, what? Like, why can there Blue be babies. so many babies, but there cannot be more than one woman who likes to wear a lace front and long eyelashes? Mm, come on now. It's yeah. You're so right. You're so, you're so so right. And it's interesting because you. So you touched on at the beginning, um, like how you've kind of got this you had this moment of like complete rage of kind of like burn men at the stake and I just can't look at men and <laughs> which like yeah vibe. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've been having like a, a complete opposite I would almost say like a betrayal from from my emotions which I spoke about with my um therapist and how it's like in this moment like my logical brain is like I'm not seeing any black men showing like true love to black women like like unadulterated love except John Boyega um but one is he doing stuff for trans women well so this is the thing I haven't seen him say anything about trans women so like we're still kind of like on the fence uh 
So yeah, and that's the other thing. Like women includes all women. It includes non-binary. It includes everybody. And I'm just not really seeing that from black men. Um, so, but I feel like I am craving like a relationship with a black man. And I had this conversation with my therapist. It was like, I feel like I, I almost just need some validation that there is a black man that is capable of loving a black woman in her entirety. Um, which annoys me because I'm like, why are you craving this right now? Because look at the world, look at Twitter look at hinge like where are you where are you gonna find this where are you thinking that this is gonna come from um but yeah it's just interesting that my my body or my subconscious has reacted in like the the opposite way um and it's which is kind of sad and heartbreaking because i'm like you're just setting yourself up for failure <laughs> right now um yeah because <laughs> as i said like i was you know, like, I was with you up until yesterday on me, like, very much, like, craving. Yeah. <laughs> craving, um, like, a romantic partnership with a Black man, like, especially. And I think it's just sort of the way that I've been able to justify it to myself or just, like, be kind to myself while holding space for these two seemingly like contradictory things mm. is it's like you know it's human and it's just very natural as somebody who you know is on the like romantic relationship spectrum because not everybody is and i think that just needs to be given like a lot more attention yeah than it is because like some people like don't crave and don't desire like romantic partnerships and that's like fine and normal um we're not talking about eight shit dudes um, who say that they don't just to stay. <laughs> We're not talking <laughs> about emotionally niggas. <laughs> talking about people who are actually not built for this. <laughs> um, but it's like just knowing that those two things, it's just like a real human emotion. Because like even mm -hmm. this morning, I had a fantasy sequence where... Um, like I'm, mean, it was for sure my German boyfriend, um, but it was like <laughs> his face and his body, and it was like oh, in this fantasy sequence, like we were in a relationship, and then I was able to you know like break down of the, the fact that black women like aren't protected, and I was able to have that space in a partnership to do it because I think it's one thing to be able to do it like with your group of you know like mm. black women. And like the group chat and like even like women because like my friend jess who's brazilian she's not black right and it's like mm. she was even like you guys deal with so much and it was like it's different to get that response and that support from like your loving and platonic relationships but then to yeah. get that from like a romantic relationship it's that's something else you know yeah when all the stories of I think it was after Toyin actually and like my best friend slash husband like reached out to me unsolicited and was like yo I am so sorry on behalf of black men everywhere mm. <laughs> I was like this is why I know you're like this is why I know I made a good choice yes of like yes. our fictional like partnership is <laughs> because like that's that's something that I crave in like a romantic connection is to be able to have that space where it's like because if you're with me and you're a man I'm constantly talking about the fact that men are trash like that's just something oh yeah just, oh yeah <laughs> that's first date yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like men are trash thoughts <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there are right answers. <laughs> there are right answers. <laughs> Where was the bar? <laughs> Anything below limbo is dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're so, you're so 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 right about that because like and and I I thank God for my platonic relationships um and like my space with black women and especially like you guys who I'd say like we met like I joined this group relatively recently although fucking hell January was eight months ago now okay thanks pandemic but like we were there from the beginning so it was November November I'm sorry oh god it was November wasn't it yeah okay November. But like I know, obviously that you and Gwen have been have been closer for longer. So like I guess I'd see myself like as relatively new. It was new, September. But like... <laughs> it was September. <laughs> <No>! September. <laughs> okay. Well, clearly God put us all together because what I'm trying to say is that even though we haven't been friends for that long in the theme of our whole lives, we really just I just feel so much like nourishment and love and like reciprocal love and listening and that is so important and I thank God for that like for that space and that group chat but you're right like having that in your platonic relationships doesn't mean you don't need it in your romantic relationship if you are seeking or having a romantic relationship like I don't want to be with someone who I can't say my honest thoughts I can't be like you know what I'm having a shit day because a black woman got murdered I don't want them to be like "Uh, did you know her or what does that even mean? Like, I need you to understand that. And and so, like, what you said is so right. And hey, listen, I'm not I'm not above stealing your husband. So let's just. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually above it. I am. I am. <laughs> because listen, we we've got to protect each other. So I, I'll let you have this one. But. Um... <laughs> No, I love um, him so much. And like we were, um, we did our pattern and we turned out we were lovers in a past life, which like explains our relationship. But like, um, I really don't see us being lovers in this life. But you know, anything can happen. So it's like. <laughs> I didn't see myself locked up in my house for six months. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> You know, the saddest thing is when Jess was like packing up my apartment and then she like found so many dresses because old Polly loved to do like the sales um, like mm-hmm. over Christmas to Black Friday. So it was like get three for $40, 40 pounds. And I was like, that's 40 pounds is the cost of one old Polly dress. So you best believe <laughs> I was <laughs> up there. Because Hot Girl Summer 2019 took me like by surprise. So I was struggling to find like you know, cute clothes for brunch, cute clothes for day parties, especially yeah. like the week where I followed Meg around. I went to music festivals. Um, I And then, yeah, like I had like my turkey trip. I had New York. So like I was, your boy was out. I was in these streets <laughs> and I was like struggling to catch up with my wardrobe. So I was like, okay, if like 2019 was anything, 2020 is about to be popping. <laughs> so i like was going ham on the black friday sales like you know like i bought it all and i was like i can justify this because then i won't need to buy anything when summer comes around 
because you know like I will have my fit yeah. I will be driven and she was just like taking them out of my closet being like this one has a tag on it <laughs> <laughs> this one has a tag on it it was like my aspirations for and then I because I knew that I was going to put myself back out on the dating pool mm. like at some point I was like okay like you also let's get some you know baddie dresses and it's yeah. like let's see if anybody's worth our time to be like all right Papel. let me and show then, you what's going on here what is on <laughs> display like what's on offer all of this could be yours if you ain't trash but you can look <laughs> at it <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like yeah i it was a visual representation of my hopes and dreams <laughs> the, the most depressing thing oh my god and then the who um the head of the who yesterday said oh hopefully hopefully in two years it'll be fixed so here's me thinking it's all right next year i'll go traveling just postpone the traveling to next year it's fine it's fine it's fine you can do this for another year and now this nigga's trying to tell me another year another year and then he said listen we don't even know if we're going to find a vaccine and even if we do the vaccine will not solve problems without people changing their behavior and then i was like oh so if this is going to be dependent on these people who are out here protesting wearing masks wearing damn thongs on their face as some kind of (laughs) protest then we are going to be in our houses until the end of time yeah that's the i didn't know he came out i'm sorry to drop that on you oh it's one thing to know it on a psychological level because I was like, these streets aren't... Because this is how I've been, like, justifying, like, rationalizing, not justifying, because I've been very much, like, enjoyment, like, minister of foreign affairs, <laughs> um, like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Like, that's been my vibe. Like, I've always been, like, on a flight, like, at a party, yeah. like, I'm out. So when it was like okay shut it down i was like okay 24 didn't look how i wanted it to look but at the same time like i have been living my 20s the way that i think i've exceeded my expectations Mm. maybe not so much in the romantic department like in terms of like fulfilling romantic relationships but like everything else i was like and the money but that's another thing but besides those two things like I was like okay like you have lived you know so it was just I had this chat with myself like I think in May and it's like what if these streets don't open up until you're 30 (laughs) oh stop it (laughs) okay I was like all right so it's not how I imagined my 20s but for the most part I can say I sewed over 50% of my oats, which is... <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, God. <laughs> the thing is, is, you're saying, what if the streets don't open up until you're 30? But please tell the listeners how old you are. I did. I'm 24. I said 24. <laughs> right. I am 28. So there is a very real possibility that the streets will not open until I'm 30. And like... I'm not really scared of turning 30. I actually feel like my 30s is where there will be a level up because the abundance will be there and, like, the therapy will have really just taken root and the emotional maturity and the boundaries will be there. 
So I'm not even mad about it. But also, I would like to spend the last couple of years of my 20s being in my 20s, not just being <laughs> on my sofa. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Because I think it's like hitting me. This week's just been a mix of emotions because I got really sad um, like earlier this week when I was realizing like, oh, I'm actually like moving out of London without moving from London. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, I've known, I think for the last two years that London wasn't my forever place, which is what I moved to London thinking that it was. Like I was like, I've arrived, I'm home. This is it. We're gonna put down roots. Like this is this is where it's at. Um, and then, so I've known for a variety of reasons that London wasn't my forever place, but I didn't expect a to be leaving like this. Mm. And then I realized the sadness because as soon as that clock, that clock that I was like actually actually leaving, I was already plotting on moving back. And then I had to be like, no, no, you don't actually want to live in London. Like you would love to visit London and like come back to it as a city. The thing that you're sad about is the fact that you are moving back in with your parents. You're moving to the, you're moving back to the suburbs. So you're far removed from like the convenience because I could leave my flat and, you know, like go to the grocery store, um, get go to the club like there were clubs within walking distance not clubs that I went to but there were clubs (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like I could go to a concert venue within walking distance that's the thing that actually pissed me off because last summer I went to so many concerts at O2 Brixton and then now that I moved like literally 10 minutes away from O2 Brixton like none of my concerts (laughs) were at O2 Brixton (laughs) But it's just like, I had to be like, okay, you're missing the convenience. And then you're sad mm-hmm. to move back home. Because doing things like dating is yeah, going to be yeah. difficult. It's literally going to be like a strategic effort to date. And it be a strategic effort to go out. It's like, you don't have the convenience anymore. And it's like, that's what you're mourning. Because you're not mourning not paying rent. <laughs> because- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Stop yeah, yeah. Rent and see how rich you get. Like it's, <laughs> it's a scam. Rent is the biggest scam in the world. Yeah, yeah. I get it, and I guess it, that's the thing is that you. I think it's hard because you had made peace with it, but it's still not on your terms. It still wasn't your timeline. We didn't go out for. We didn't go to Pussy Palace and get our. Oh my god! I was for... so excited. I was. Uh, that's I was so I ready to get a mesh unitard and just put some titty pasties on my nipples and just just be in a black queer space. I that's Ooh. how I justified my like twenty four inch wig because like I'm gonna straighten this. I will also be matching you in this like mesh unitard thing with like a diamond encrusted thong <laughs> not diamond yeah like, a bedazzled thong <laughs> and like some nipple tape i was just like ready to show out <laughs> oh rrp our, our hopes and dreams no no it's fine we will do it just not yet <laughs> just not on our terms which is like just the theme of this year is reconciling I think. Yeah. So, and this is a conversation that I 
I've been having with a friend this week um, in terms of like anxiety and like mental health um, and the fact that like we're both introverts where I think I would describe myself as like an extroverted introvert. Um, But it was like, I know lockdown wasn't like as hard for me as like it could have been. But at the same time, it's like what has been killing me is the fact that nothing's on my terms anymore. And I think that's part of the reason why like I'm struggling with moving back home is because like I know my living space is not going to be on my terms anymore. And that's why I left. Like I left (laughs) to regain this control. And then it's like, coronavirus said uh-uh bitch yeah yeah <laughs> i'm the captain now <laughs> coronavirus topped all of us like that's yeah. big top energy big top energy big dumb <laughs> energy as well and i was like i don't mind being a sub but can i have a say in this? <laughs> or am i just gonna go straight straight to slave territory like no 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 conversation here <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like to switch it up. It's like I stay in the sub territory, like that's where I'm comfortable. But it's like sometimes I would like to be in charge. Yeah. Do I get to have a have a say here? No. Don't get to dom. Don't get to no pegging Let me and all. Vlog for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. The not on my terms thing is real because like I I really don't go out that much like I think so I always used to think I was like similar to you like a, an ambivert or an extroverted introvert um but after having um had an well not a diagnosis but an autism screening I think I realized that more what it is is that just being autistic it's just exhausting being out so whilst I love it I also need a lot of time to recover afterwards so I'm definitely not a like go out every day you know five different clubs over the weekend kind of person so I'm quite happy being indoors but like you said it's like that on my terms thing um yeah and I even if I don't even if I, I don't talk to people I still want to leave my house and get fresh air and now I'm even having <laughs> to be like okay so is walking to the park a good idea or are these niggas gonna be coughing all over me and it's like I can't even just walk by myself um so yeah that that just not having things on your terms and I was planning to go to 20 countries this year and I was really like I'm taking command of my life and doing what I want to do and I managed to get to a grand total of one country before (laughs) shit went south so (laughs) this is really not how I was planning to do 2020 so yeah I really get that kind of that feeling and actually it feels like it loops back into this as black women and non-binary people like we're constantly existing in a world that's kind of like not for us not and things are not on our terms. Like yeah. I want to go out and not have to think about what would happen if somebody tried to attack me or I want to go out and not have to deal with like just the thought of men just chatting the most shit and not understanding consent or boundaries. Like, so like even when we want to do things very often, it's just living life. It's not on our terms. Yeah. Because I saw something on um, Twitter, because I refuse to get TikTok, um, but all the TikToks either show up on Twitter or IG, and it was this person, um, because they travel a lot, they posted, you know, like their in case I go missing folder. And like, yes. you know, instead yes. of my gut reaction being like, that is so sad that this is something that we have to plan for. 
I was like, what an actual good idea because of how much I travel to have yeah. like an in case I go missing folder. And I was talking to my mom about it today because she's thinking in terms of like, you know, she's getting older. Um, mm. And then like, especially with the passing of like my aunt, like not that she was like young, she was like, I guess a natural death Yeah. <laughs> um, any death makes you start having those those thoughts those things those yeah. thoughts about mortality so she was like oh like um do you have do you know um where i do this at of do you know what the password is for this and then i told her about the in case i go missing folder and how i'm going mm. to make fun um and then she was like i can write this all down and then tell you you know where it is and tell a few yeah. people where it is just in case like I pass suddenly so you guys don't have the hassle of trying to access stuff and I was like yeah that's exactly why you know like I'm gonna make my in case I go missing thing it's not like I have like thousands upon thousands to my name which you will need access to but you know it's just like yeah the ease of it and it's like there's never been a time where I've gone out anywhere in any country and have not had the like, oh, am I going to make it out of the situation like alive? You know, mm. like <laughs> it's never, I've never gone for drinks and have not thought, okay, this is like going to be my route home. Mm. Um, this is the way that I can minimize, like, cause I remember um, like in my first few months in London, like I had gone out in, shortage um or east london and i taken the bus home because it's a direct route and i was excited because toronto's like public transit at night is non-existent um so it's like you really have to uber and then it's just expensive so i was like great i can go there free and i can come back free and then i fell asleep and then the bus driver as i got off my spot he was like oh you shouldn't fall asleep because there was like somebody who was watching you um from like the road and i was like for fuck's sake yeah that's always something yeah like on my mind and i'm sure it must be the same for you where you're like okay whenever i'm in an uber like i share my location with at least like three different friends because i'm like i need you to know where i am i need you to have like this person's details um i need you to know like what my time estimate is and that's why I'm so anal like when my friends are like we go out someplace and we're all going home separately but it's like we need to tell each other when we get home yeah because like I am like as shit as the police are it's like I they're the only people who I know to call because (laughs) like if something goes off like I am going to light up all of the alarms to make sure that if you don't get home that people are notified and we can get some sort of process rolling where people who have the expertise in finding you or should have the expertise in finding you and the desire um yeah (laughs) no no you're you're 100 right and and i think something i do as well is i'm just very like hyper vigilant entering spaces like i'm very hyper vigilant of like people's energy especially like men and their energy um and how they might approach me or people around my group like I can see people hovering 
and and I can normally tell as well like there's a difference between like you innocently want to ask for a dance but you're a little bit shy as opposed to like actually you've just got this like bravado and you feel entitled and mm-hmm. you might get angry if we say no you might get and they annoyed. don't think we can tell <laughs> like just because you've got no emotional intelligence yeah doesn't mean that I don't have emotion I can tell what your intentions are but I don't even think it's emotional intelligence like we're talking about survival instinct like this is a survival instinct yeah yeah we have had to develop because of like just like patriarchal entitlement to our bodies yeah yeah I remember when I was in school and the police came um, to do a talk. Well, it was like a whole like big thing. And we did this whole like dusting for prints thing. Also, we did our prints, which I feel like was low-key away for them to get all of our prints because I was 10 and I was just excited about doing fingerprints. <laughs> and now I <laughs> probably got them on file. So like, what the fuck? But, um, I remember they did, <laughs> they did, they did like... Um, I remember the police coming in and doing a talk and actually maybe this was a separate time. I'm not sure if it was the same time, but one of the talks they were talking about safety and they were telling us all these things. Like I went to a mixed school at the time, but they were saying like, girls don't wear your hair in a ponytail because it's easier to grab. To grab. Yeah. They were like, have an umbrella or keys in your hand or something that makes it look like, makes it harder to like, people that might think twice about trying to grab you because you've got some kind of weapon. And mm. at the time I just like ingested that. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like most of it, it was not really new stuff to me, but I kind of like reflected on it and thought the police, like just patriarchal violence is just so entrenched that the police came to a school and told some young girls how to avoid getting kidnapped like why are you not trying to solve the problem of men feeling entitled to our bodies why is it that we can we all of the onus is on girls to police our hair police our bodies have weapons keep an eye out but it is we have that survival instinct from when we like as soon as we're young enough old enough for men to start sexualizing our bodies we start to realize that especially as girls in school uniform i found like i had a number of incidents where like men would try and like approach me or corner me like on a bus or I'd hear them make comments about me or my friends as we're walking down the street in our school uniform like so we literally are when this starts happening we realize that we need to keep ourselves safe because big adult men are going to try and talk to us yeah because I think um part of the reason this week and as you know from our first podcast and this is just going to be a recurring theme so i'm just <laughs> prefacing this <laughs> okay well every time because there was a story about a young woman who was murdered and i'm not sure if you saw this i saw it on twitter which is where i get all of my news from um and she was followed by yeah, yeah so she was followed by um a black man um and you know he yelled out a compliment to her she ignored him like i have done several Mm -hmm. times um and then went to her car and then he ended up raping her and killing her in the back seat of her car because he was ignored and was like oh you know um he felt a way about it like he felt a way enough (laughs) 
to murder and to cut this young woman's life short. And then the, all the discussions on Twitter, like, was rightly pointing out, like, how many of us have ignored somebody's, comp- like, comments. Yeah. Like, intrusive comments. Um that you know were unsolicited because we felt unsafe and it's because we know from lived experience that you know it's never going to be as simple as like a thank you it's always going to be a simple like it's always going to be an expectation because you know like the patriarchy and the patriarchal entitlement is that of like oh i have said this to you now you owe me because i remember like seeing the tiktok video um on instagram where this guy was like oh you know like thank you isn't enough for or you should say something (laughs) when i like compliment you blah 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 and it's like we don't owe you shit first of all yeah you should never compliment somebody expecting somebody like expecting something and expecting somebody to return themselves as a, like a response because I thought immediately like earlier this year I think in January where you know like I was working at two different jobs so and then I like danced a lot so I was always getting home late and like mm-hmm. in winter it's dark so I think I was getting home like at maybe seven or eight after working at like the dance studio where we met at um And I had, like, my, thankfully, I had, like, my big, like, anchor headphones on, and I was walking. There was, like, a gate to get into my, you know, block of flats. Um, There was a person coming behind me. I hold the gate behind, like, open for them because it was pouring rain. And Mm. I have never regretted a decision, like, within, like, a minute. Because as soon as I did that, and, like, I always keep something on my ears so that, you know, like, it'll hopefully... (laughs) detract yeah the low grade the low grade people who you know like want to like talk to you um because like oh yeah yeah, i can hear you but i never like if i'm listening to something it's all low so that i'm very much aware of my surroundings or like i'm not actually listening to anything so this happened to be a case where i wasn't listening to anything and as i was like walking i hear this guy and he happened to be um jamaican like calling out to me from behind me and my first thing was like because he was on the phone so I naturally assumed that you know he would be more interested in his yeah. own conversation <laughs> with the person he, he actually be. knows <laughs> with me you know because like I was taller than him older man you know like I'm walking there have been several times where I have pretended to receive a convert like a phone call from my boyfriend or from you know like my fiance i'm being like oh babe i'm at your place like not my place Mm -hmm. your place (laughs) like i'm at your place like have you made dinner like like how was you know like crossfit today (laughs) (laughs) did you match out on that tv (laughs) (laughs) so like I remember, like, I was walking and he was calling out to me and I had just, and, like, I was exhausted because it was one of the days where I didn't want to do a shift. And I was, like, exhausted. And as soon as he started calling out to me, I was like, I am deadass going to have to walk past my house Mm. and, like, do a loop. And I was like, I will run if I have to because I know there are guards there, like, 24-7. 
I was like, I'm, I was literally planning all the things because thankfully in London, I feel safe from like gun violence where like in Toronto and other places, it's not so much because guns aren't as common because I'm like, if you're going to throw a knife at me, like you have to be good. Like you have to be good. Like you have to be good. (laughs) That needs to be like an evenly weighted object (laughs) for you to like... (laughs) Or you're like yeah. a master, like marksman. And I was already planning. I was like, okay, if, you know, I'm going to turn this corner because there's a second block of flats. So I was like, I'm going to turn this corner and see if he's still behind me. Um, if he is, then I'm going to go to the um, police station. If not, then I'm just going to do like a giant rectangle to get back to my place. Because yeah. I remember I was like walking like 10 steps and then after, like he called out to me three times. And then the guy on the phone, the person he was on the phone with, um, he felt the need to tell them, it's like, oh, um, she has, like, her headphones, so she can't hear me. And it was like, what could you possibly need? Because if you're walking into this block of flats and you either live here or know someone who lives here. So it's like, what do I, a stranger that you've never seen before, what possible directions can I be giving you? And you walked up to the gate, like, you like live there and knew that this yeah, place. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah, because I've had many a friend who I've tried to describe that gate to walk past it and end up getting in the like going in the long way to my block of flats because they were unfamiliar with it. So you walked up to it with a familiarity, which means that he should know. So it's like why mm. and I was just thinking about like that incident and several others, but that was like the most recent whereas like i've ignored somebody and i could have ended up like that person yeah it's just a yeah. gamble every single time it's, it's a gamble and it's crazy because we we think that ignoring is the safest option because as soon as you start to engage that's normally where the issue comes because yeah like you said like a, a compliment is never just accepted like you can't just say oh thank you and then continue walking because then it's like oh, what, have you got an attitude? Or is that all you're going to say? There's always an expectation that I'm going to reciprocate. First of all, can we just say, you gave me one dry-ass compliment, and what, I'm just meant to spread open my legs for you? Like, is that an evenly weighted exchange? Like, even if I was interested in you, can I get a little more than that, please? But, like, let's just go over the whole just complete, like, invasion of our boundaries. And when we're clearly feeling uncomfortable... I think it's quite obvious when a woman is uncomfortable. So why is it you feel the need to continue trying to push your masculinity onto us? Because you feel like we owe you something. And then like we kind of just made a joke there about that. You know, you make you pretend that you're on the, on the phone to your boyfriend or your fiance. But, it, but it's that if I say no, you don't take that for an answer. But if I say to you, I've got a boyfriend, all of a sudden you respect this mythical man that you have never <laughs> seen before this white chromosome that is just like awaiting somewhere in the shadows and then you're like oh shit, sorry my bad i didn't believe i didn't realize you belong to somebody else like what the fuck is that yeah like what is that it doesn't like it shouldn't have to be but it's a reality because there was a time where i was coming from Paddington and I was like taking a black cab because my flight got in like pretty late and I remembered just like as instincts because something felt you know like iffy Mm. I was just like I'm just gonna hop on the phone 
be polite to this driver, hop on the phone and just like pretend to be in a conversation and be like, mm. hey, babe, my flight landed. I should, you know, be home like soon. Like, have you made any food? I was just like, how was your day? Like literally like having a full on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, someone's really in that fantasy. <laughs> The amount of times, because I think I think his name was um, Javon, because that sounded like very like hefty, (laughs) 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 you know, like you know that's a nigga, like you know, (laughs) to think of like the biggest black man that you could possibly. That's who I'm forking. Like that is who was ready to lay their like life down for me because then I remember having Mm. like a conversation about the logistics about when I like got down and I was just like no 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 like I can get in it's just like meet me at the door with my stuff and I was like and then it's like oh he's like oh babe and I was like okay fine you can meet me at the door (laughs) 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 and then I remember another time like last year about this time like exactly a year ago I went out with a friend from home and we were in shortage and this um group of like white guys like complimented me and then one was like oh like what's your name and obviously I told him Carmen and then (laughs) (laughs) and then he like asked for my number and I was just sort of like in that panic of you know I don't want to give it to you but at the same time you may kill me and it was just like Mm -hmm that's always something that we have to contend with because it's never and he was like oh you can say no if you don't want like he I think he noticed my hesitation and he was like oh if you don't want to you can say no and I was like I think it's actually safer for me to block you immediately once you contact me because like I don't I don't know how you're going to react like I don't know what the situation is going to bring okay so (laughs) what have you been doing my dear to decolonize yourself okay I'm actually quite proud of this one um I finished reading where I'm no longer talking to white people about race and I bought this book the day it came out because like I stand a black queen, a writer, an educated person telling the truth. So I bought it the day it came out. But I have really struggled the past few years just to finish books just because I've just been like really just struggling to concentrate, to focus on reading. Um, So it has taken me a while. And yes, I'm sure people tell me the book is like three years old, but I don't give a shit. I finished it this week and I feel so good. I feel so energized. I feel so knowledgeable. And I feel like I'm not talking to these white people about race. But actually, if they pay me, I will do it because um, reparations. <laughs> hey, get your money. Get but yes, your money, sis. I am no very judgment. happy. Mm-hmm. Just love and support. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 hey. So tell me, my gorgeous, gorgeous babe, what have you been doing to decolonize <laughs> this week? <gasps> oh, I think I'm just gonna say like rest again because um, it's really what I have been actually no that's a lie I think I have um, I got into a conflict with a family member and mm. I realized like you know like 
coming from Caribbean households, especially like how many abusive tactics are in like confrontation. And that's just sort of like something that we just accept on mass. Mm-hmm. And it's just like abuse needs to come with confrontation. Um, and then do you think that like things like silent treatment, things like yelling, things like, you know, finding an issue with the person and not what they have done. Like mm. personalizing arguments versus not even an argument, but like personalizing like something that you feel a way about and being like, mm. oh, well, you're a shit person or you're ca- now characterized by this one thing that you've done is like abusive. And then I reflected on sort of like, you know, like my childhood and the way in which I reacted to situations like that. And then now as, you know, like a grown titty ass person, mm-hmm. um, somebody used that in refer- reference to like Beyonce. And I was like, I love that we're now just calling people like grown titty ass women. It's like, yes. I am grown titty ass woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like recognizing how my response is different. And it's like, well, yeah. it's not perfect. It's like they're still like to err is human. Arare humanum est. I took Latin. Excuse bitch. me, bitch. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Dipmar. <laughs> um, and just like feeling like really proud of myself for mm. how I've handled it and handled like my self talk after it and being like, okay you know like there are certain things that I'm willing to do and certain things that I'm not because I think a lot of the traps that we find into is this sort of um, unlimited like respect for elders (laughs) yes (laughs) like you can do whatever you want like I'm gonna respect you it's like when, when we get into things like I'm supposed to be the bigger person and it's like I've gotten to a place where I'm very like comfortable where it's like, I will not apologize to you unless I genuinely feel like it Yeah. Um, because I'm not going to apologize to you to keep the peace because then that's like me betraying myself. Um, and I feel worse as a human if I'm just giving you and like, I think there's nothing worse than an empty apology because I've gotten them yeah. like in life, in relationships, especially like my most recent ex whenever we got to fights, like, I knew he was giving me empty ass apologies, and I was like, this just makes me want to fight you mm. more. Mm. Not physically, but it's just like, this isn't resolving the conflict yeah. that we had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I've just colonized, like, because, like, abuse is just, like, the white man's tool. Must be. Oh, honest. yeah. <laughs> Listen, where do we learn this violence from? So it's just layers to violence. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we need to be physical for it to be any less violent. And it's like, there's just stuff we don't need to put up with. And it's like, I can love and respect you, but also stand up for myself. Yeah. Not and those boundaries. <laughs> yeah. The boundaries in a familial context are hard, especially um, with Black parents, with Jamaican parents and grandparents and families um so listen i'm so so proud of you being on that journey i'm so so proud of you doing a little dance but also i know you kind of laughed it off and was like i'm just gonna say rest again but the rest (laughs) is really important like it is a it's long haul like really learning to rest and being consistent with it as well is so important in decolonizing ourselves because i think the other thing is there is there is space within capitalism 
for rest, but it's earned rest and it's short rest. So actually continuing yes. rest and resting and not basing the length or the quality of your rest on how much you have earned or created for a white the white man is super important. So the rest is give me another dance for the rest. Like yes, for the rest as well. Yes. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah. really like it it's stuff that you know, but it feels nice to get it validated because mm. just the fact that I'm realizing that lately and it's the only thing that I'm thankful for this pandemic for <laughs> that I don't feel guilty for not doing anything, you know? Mm. I think that's the most in tune that I have been with myself. And I should sort of like, if I don't feel like doing anything, there's a reason for that. So yeah. let's just yeah, let's just not do anything. Like we don't need to pretend. Listen to your body and serve your body. Yes. Very, very proud. Weeks decolonization. We have been killing it as usual. Pimp walk. Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's okay for this one to just say, like, that was a super heavy podcast episode um i think the stuff was weighing on our mind so much that we went straight into like our main topic um so we're gonna end on something a little bit lighter we're gonna bring our kind of freedom within the framework our little cute joyful talk just to the end of the podcast this week um just because we don't want to leave you on that heavy note with with nothing left yeah and if you can hear the chorus of wildlife they're just in support <laughs> <laughs> they're like yes sis bring us that joy <laughs> um so do you want to start us off i know what i'm going to talk about so. i feel like you go because you know i'm going to need to like work out what this joy is going to be for me all right so my peeps why is makeup so hard <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, you know, like with um, the strength of like Black Lives Matter this year, and I think like it reached a level that I never thought it would, um, because like seeing it evolve from Trayvon, and I think we talked about this last podcast, but I have been on this journey to like make as much of the things that I purchase like black owned Mm. like I want it to be like not owned by the white man so it's like as much as I can buy from black businesses and part of that is like makeup right and it's easy because I buy it once and then I know you're supposed to throw it out regularly but (laughs) and I'm cheap so yeah I will throw it out when it is finished or stops working amen (laughs) that is like how I roll (laughs) um So I have been hunting for foundation and like none of these sites, shade finders, like makes it um, easy Mm. in any way, shape or form because it's like they'll show you other people (laughs) and they're like have a good enough knowledge of your face in this random because it's never good lighting that they use like yeah. it is never good lighting like 
Oma does like very artsy shots and then they'll show you this person's face and you're like, well, I don't even, I can't tell anything because they're, they could be in Texas or Arizona for all that. This is a beautiful picture. It does nothing to help me figure out like if I imagine that shade. like the same undertone, like family of them and even Fenty with the lighting because I went into the store and they were like oh you're three you know 95 because you're the foundation oxidizes and I've been using Jackie Ina because I think we're like relatively close on the shade Mm. spectrum and then I asked my flatmate and she was like you're a little bit lighter than she is and I was like cool so before I came to Jamaica I was like let me just buy you know some foundation just in case like I want to go out and I want to like be glammed up and I was like let me go with Maybelline because it's only going to cost me like five pounds which is something like if I'm trying to find my shade that's the price point that I'm willing to go back and purchase yeah anything over that it's it's enough yeah so I bought I watched one of her videos and then she said she was using a shade that wasn't exactly her match I think it was from two years ago too it wasn't exactly her match but she made it work whereas like I put it on and I was like okay this is definitely too dark for me so I went back and got the like the lightest one one shade lighter mm. and then it's still too dark and then I was trying to do it like within the shade finder and then because drugstore makeup for black women runs red and I was like, I am golden yellow undertones. So I need something else. Yeah. And then looking at all these shade finders and then don't even get me started on setting powders because I don't even understand what I'm supposed to be using. Cause they're like, oh, all these beauty gurus are like, oh, use a skin tone color one, you know, for like a natural thing. But all the skin tone ones are medium slash deep. And those are too dark for me. Like, as my face stands right now, like, they're way too dark for me. And then the one that all the one, the YouTubers and booty viewers, like, really like are the Laura Mercier ones. And then my flatmate went to Selfridges to, like, swatch it. And the person who was helping her said, you know, like, that is way too red. And, like, she's found out this week that she's neutral, and I know I'm golden. So it's, like, if it's way too red for her, it's definitely going to it's be, not gonna be working, make yeah. me look ashy. Mm. So, but everybody's on, like, the interweb who I have seen who are reviewing powders aren't, like, my undertone. And then they're, like, oh, Laura Mercier Honey is a good one, but you should only use it under your eye to brighten. And I'm, like, is it too light to use all over my face? It's just, like, I just want a setting powder. He's like, I just want a kit. Like, do I need to hire a cosmetic like formulator to assemble my makeup for me? Like, is this this is literally this, like, this is where when when the abundance comes, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hire a makeup artist and be like, look, here is my face. You've seen it now in person in all the light. Go out and find it for me because oh, hello. Ooh. Oh, there's an ant on my screen. So I'm <laughs> like, I can't feel the fan, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I just, it, it's so much. There's just so much to try. And now with the pandemic, because that was the thing for me is I would just make a day. I was like, okay, I want new makeup today. I'm going into a store. I'm going to try shit on until we find something that, that I'm liking. But now with the pandemic, it's like, you can't do that. 
So I am at a loss. Like you, you're doing better than me. I haven't bought any makeup since the pandemic. I'm craving some. I really want some blushes. I want to try bronzers out, but I don't know what shade bronzers are going to work for me. And just not being able to swatch makes it just infinitely harder. I'm definitely feeling your pain. I'm definitely feeling it's, your pain. It's ridiculous because when I got swatched, because this is the second time I've been swatched for Fenty, because the first time I swore off of it because my friend who's like several shades darker than me mm-hmm. got matched we got matched in the same same range and i was like we are clearly not like, <laughs> like we are clear from i went in and the girl was like oh do you want your foundation to match your face or do you want to be lighter and i was like wait what okay it's like foundation means building blocks i would like just just this. <laughs> this just the foundation of this please <laughs> so like she i was matched at 450 and when i went like a few weeks ago i got matched at 395 do you understand how many shades are in between Whoa. <laughs> 450 and 395. Yeah, like 450. I'm 430, so I don't see how you could be 450. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Me neither. Because when I saw the pictures, I was like, oh, I'm probably 400, 420. Mm-hmm. This was before she had come out with 410, which mm. I think if 410 has golden undertones, then I think both are interchangeable, but I'm like very golden which is mm. like the thing it's like i have very golden undertones so it's just i'm just exhausted <laughs> i'm just exhausted and like i need more makeup companies to be like mented and range beauty like i'm getting my cousin to smuggle mented across the border for me um, because they let you buy their full, a sample of their full range so you can swatch it on for $5. Ooh. And then the $5 gives you a credit towards buying a full-size foundation. Oh, this is a business model I can get behind. Right? So I already know, like, if it hadn't been, even if Jackie Hina hadn't been raving about Mentid, um, for like the last year to my knowledge like I already know based on that alone yeah I would have like been like okay yeah sold yeah oh I love that I love that so much what an idea because you can oh. all keep it you can find your summer your winter your spring color just be like put it on mm. your face, let it sit be like okay so based on my Maybelline um, like hunt, like I'm within, because they have their Maybelline foundations, like I'm in their tan range. So it's like I'm right. not even in their deep range, like I'm in their tan range. Which like for drugstore makeup, never, I remember being like the darkest shade <laughs> that they sold in, in boots. Or when back in the days when we used to get the Maybelline mousse. Do you remember the mousse? And everyone was like, this is technology innovation. <laughs> this is just the future mousse foundation. And I was like, only, I was the darkest black shade, which I was like, mm, definitely not the darkest black person here, but 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, being in the tan is I'm feeling it. Just it never good. it's not something that I ever thought that I would be able yeah. to say. It's like for black people, I am in the tan. I was like this is this is where but I, I like it. Right? <laughs> this is like yeah, because then the our deep brothers and sisters that are actually deep whose skin just looks like just pools of just they look like deep. dolls they just look like, like just flawless 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 i'm jealous i just so you can tell if you can't tell but like they are actually they deserve deep like it's not on the same foundation as me so yeah that's right then let me be the fan so that they can be the deep like i'm yeah i'm loving this i'm loving this this is representation this is inclusivity. Mm-hmm. I is a complete one eighty from last our last podcast uh, where we talked about <laughs> the end of inclusivity from our good friends at Becca. Becca Cosmetics. <laughs> <laughs> this is what inclusivity actually looks like. If any of you are paying attention, you probably aren't, but you know, carry on. <laughs> You know, if you use any of our ideas from our previous pods, I, we will send you our PayPal's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PayPal, Cash App. I can't do Venmo because you can't do that in the UK, but, like, we will take any form of currency. Well, Except cryptocurrency, because I don't really know what I'm going to do with that. Um, but, yeah. Give me the cash. Gold bars. I'll accept gold bars as well. <laughs> reparations. You should give them back to us. If y'all want to get me like a custom, um, ethically sourced virgin hair wig, be mad at it as like a down payment, not like a full amount, but like a down payment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if someone's listening and wants to take that and run with just really creating a really transparent supply chain for ethically sourced virgin hair like I mean obviously pay us because it was our idea but I would be down for you to do the work to make that happen pen pals with the hair donor be like hey sis yeah <laughs> like I hope this money I dropped on this wig is really like helping you let me see what you're doing with your life let me show you how your hair is just making me look so fire like <laughs> I'm glad to see you glowing I'm glad to see you thriving like just have a little relationship yeah love to be pen pals with the people whose hair <laughs> yeah it came I love from. it I love it hair pals I love that idea be hair pals hair pals hair pals hair pals friendship yeah. through hair follicles <laughs> Oh, I realized my dancing is not translatable to the podcast, but I was backing dancing to this beautiful song, just so that all the listeners are aware um, what was happening there. I feel like, is Hair Pals going to be like a new Disney channel? Actually, I don't feel like it's Disney vibes. Like it feels like a cartoon. Though. Maybe it lives on more of a cartoon network type yeah. channel. Like, Maybe that's the vibe I'm getting from Hair Pals. It feels like a theme song for a cartoon. So... Yeah. yeah. It's dark. I can't believe it got dark for you already. Oh, yeah, because this is what the equator is like. <laughs> this is, this is welcome to the equator. 
Like it's literally Mad. like for six hours. No, it's not six hours. Twelve. <laughs> so like the sun rises because I get up at five because they're an hour behind Canada or Eastern Canada because um, mm. they don't need to do daylight savings time because it's the same amount of daylight all the time. <laughs> all the time. There's no the Yeah. <laughs> So, like, it'll get light at just before 6, and then it'll get, like, pitch black at just after 6. Um, but there was no but. I was just flashed back to the last time I was no. and I actually went out, and it was, like, super dark, but there was no, there was no coronavirus, because my cousin was like, yeah, we can go out for drinks. And then today she was like, oh, Kingston has the highest, like, cases in the island, and then I checked, and it was like, they have 50 active cases, and I laughed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, we can still go out, me acting like everybody that I've seen on Instagram going on vacation. Oh, stop it. <laughs> like, literally. Every- why is everybody in Greece right now? Everybody's in Mykonos, and I don't understand Right? Why. And I love Greece, and I would, I have Greek boyfriends who, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like to visit, and I would love to be in Greece right now. I was like ancestral black in Greece, too. Like, I was a delicious shade of dark chocolate. Ooh. I love when the sun really just brings me back to my my ancestors <laughs> getting that deep, deep. pan. Mm. Now I'm reminiscing. Oh, I want to travel so badly. Me too. Me too. It's all right. It's going to be so, so good when we get to do it finally without fear of the Rona. I, because my cousin and I were talking about this because he was surprised at the measure that Jamaica's taking. Um, mm. And I was like, I would rather. No, he first told me about a story about um, one of his friends who went to Bangkok and they had to do like tests before, tests when they got there. And then mm. it's like, oh, when they were there, they had like pictures of them going out and, you know, like oh. hugging people. At least I think it was Bangkok. May not have been, mm. but I think he said it was Bangkok. Um, and I don't really know what else I would have confused Bangkok with as a city. So, yeah. like, 98% sure. Um, and yeah. then he was like, of course they could do that because there are zero cases there. I was like, what a mythical world we're living in. <laughs> like, I feel, I would feel so safe, you know, like, to travel if you know, I had to take a test before. Everyone had to take a test before get a negative test within like 70 because it was 72 hours of traveling yeah so it's like and then you get a test when you're there and then they monitor you and then they release you because they're really like let's lock it down versus he's in LA and he was like oh we have like 4,000 new cases a day (laughs) yeah like yeah with how many zeros behind and he was like three a day (laughs) a day yeah sure and that's because everyone keeps going to pool parties and brunch and acting like shit is not happening um yeah it's funny actually because it it made me wonder if traveling would actually be safer if i went to countries like that you know just 
access to testing and actually just feeling more safe. I'd feel much more safe walking out of a hotel, I think, in Bangkok than I do right now walking on the streets of London because we have no <laughs> track and trace app. And just inefficient, like it just, yeah. yeah, I think so. And I think, like, I mean, right now, I'm kind of I'm resigned to 2020 being what 2020 is. I'm not trying to force um, my travel plans onto 2020, but I, I do think that you know maybe next year, even if the vaccine is not developed yet. Um, Towards the middle of next year or whenever the mood takes me that maybe I will go and maybe it won't be so much just backpacking and spending a couple days in each country because yeah that's not enough time for you to be tested properly but if the infrastructure is like it is like you said in Bangkok like I would much rather go there and spend a month in Bangkok and then spend a month in you know, there's so many places that I wanted to see. I wanted to go back to Chiang Mai, um, which I love in northern Thailand. I wanted to go to Laos, like just places where they're... I know Vietnam has had a bit of a resurgence recently, but they did a really good job at initially kind of getting a handle on it. And hopefully if they're like strict with their lockdowns now, they'll get a handle on it again. Like I would very much be happy to go to places like that, like to actually care about people, first of all, and also just... To travel because we're both people that love to travel aren't we we're both just people that love to, yeah to travel and experience things and just get away from uh <laughs> capitalism because <laughs> i think like short form traveling is like dead like i think for me it's going to be like two plus weeks um, yeah and then at least like with my job i'm going to be moving again and i'll be there for like three months um but now i'm getting to a place where i'm trying to think of okay how am i like i'm not going to go back to living my life like the way i used to be in these streets but it's like how am i going back to some sort of um semblance of normal for like approximation because I don't yeah. even want to try and compare it to what it was before because I'm like that's not happening yeah and I feel like I'm just setting myself up for failure and to be honest I think if anybody's like expecting it to go back to normal like you're just setting yourself up for failure but I'm thinking about things like okay how do I see friends how do I celebrate my birthday because that's most important to me because it's coming up yeah <laughs> yes yeah like how do I safely like celebrate my birthday um because I'm going to be turning 25 which I was always excited about mm. um as like how do I safely celebrate my birthday how you know like especially when I like because I downloaded like dating apps again last weekend before I got to burn all men at the stake and I do what I always do where I download it I'm into it for a hot second and literally after a day I'm like wow I'm over this <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so it's like how do I do things like date again because it's not like I feel like I'll have the option of running into people in the ways where I can yeah. rely on previously, but yeah. how, how do I date and meet people? And the dating thing is super interesting because, like, for me, like, I'm sure we'll we'll continue to dive into this on on more episodes. But like, I very much have not been a dater. I had a boyfriend when I was 16. And I definitely was out in these streets whilst I was at uni. Um, but after that, I didn't really 
um, do any anything for like maybe a couple of dates and like one other experience of being, being out there in the street. Um, but a lot of that is because I um, am really bad at dating, <laughs> which I didn't know why, but now that I've kind of got my kind of autism um, screening, I'm not saying diagnosis because I haven't had my official NHS diagnosis and only an NHS doctor can diagnose you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it just made, it just made it make more sense for me. Like I, I'm super, like, I can do the thought and shit super easy. Like, when I'm drunk, I'll just twerk on the dick and spell my name, and, like, that's it. Like, easy. <laughs> but, like, the actual sober, like, conversation stuff, like, I always struggled with it, which is why I've always thought, like, when I date, I want it to be from getting to know people in much more of a, an organic fashion, um, which is why, like, one of the many reasons why dating apps just are not great, apart from the fact that most people are dating apps are trash. But now with the pandemic, it's like, yeah, like where, what, what organic situation am I about to meet someone? My postman, <laughs> like hospital <laughs> waiting room. <laughs> Hello, while you're giving me blood, like what, what, what are we, what are we, where is this happening? So like, yeah, that that idea, like how do how do you date um, in a pandemic? Is like it's a tough one, and especially like ironically for me like i'm finally at a place <gasps> mentally where i'm starting to oh bitch them flies going in your teeth <laughs> oh she's down <laughs> they're dts um, <laughs> um yeah it's just like a cruel irony that for me like i feel like i have um gotten to a place like with my mental health where i'm 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 well enough to want to start experimenting with dating. And that's the time when the world, the literal world is on lockdown and is like, yeah, no, 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 no. Back to the apps, please, sis. And I'm like, okay, sure. (laughs) Oh gosh, I might have to come to Cuba with you and just see who wants to start a long distance relationship with me. <laughs> my cousin was joking and was actually I don't think she was joking I think because she was like yeah we can go out for drinks because we were talking I was like we don't think we've actually drank together because when I was last here we saw each other for like a hot minute mm. um, and it wasn't like at night and so you know, she was like yeah we should go out and she was like I want to find you like a man and then I was like do you want to set it up <laughs> I will knock it down. <laughs> I am here. I am, you know, like available and ready. Um, but then, like, one thing that I found really funny was when I was location fishing and pretending to be in LA, um, there was this dude who like (laughs) I spoke to like very briefly before I think we had like one or two like real exchanges before he was like, yeah, come over. And like, that's not uncommon for the apps, but I was like, coronavirus sir (laughs) because this was before la locked down again because this is actually recurring this is why la locked down again by the way (laughs) (laughs) like he 
I was like, yeah, I'm not about to do that. (laughs) And then he was like, oh, um, you a sheep. (laughs) Oh, no. So respect. (laughs) I was like, like, yo, um, I'm happy to be a sheep when it comes to, you know, protecting myself and my loved ones. So I'm not... You know, I'm gonna have to respectfully decline that and the fact that I know where my ass is not in LA. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need to know that because either way, I am not coming through. <laughs> coming. And then he was like, he did the obvious, like the standard nigga response, which is like, oh, fuck you, Dan. And I was like, all right, well, you've made this easier for me. Like, block. And then Ooh. when I like, downloaded the app to delete it to download it again <laughs> like he was in my matches and i was like what do you do, do you have amnesia <laughs> oh oh dating is just just the ghetto oh god men especially dating men ah! 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 Yeah, exactly. That is exactly <laughs> what dating men is like. <laughs> oh, it God. is, but unfortunately, this is what we are attracted to. <laughs> oh, listen, every day I pray, I say, Jesus, what cruel trick is this that I should be attracted <laughs> to a gender such as this? Why? What? Why? <laughs> Fucked up my karma. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Tell me who it was, which past life. <laughs> which generation person am I living out here? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's, it's not <sighs> golden penises. <laughs> Not. Well, the penis might be golden, but the head it's attached to uh, is far from it. And I cannot, I've never been the kind of person that could just listen to someone chat rubbish um, just so that I could see how golden that dick is. I can't, my soul can't deal with the foolishness that comes out of, of your mouth. I can't, can't separate no. the mouth from the dick, as it were. That's um, why in my prime thought of Miss Prime days, I was like, let's get to know as little as possible about each other. Because I'm like, I just need to know that I'm attracted to you. And there is something like viscerally physical about that. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you open your mouth, you are going to make it impossible for me <laughs> yeah. to get laid. Which is all I came here to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that not the truth? Whew. But I think, do you have anything else? I'm going to need to go because <laughs> everything keeps flying. Listen, you'll get an attack left and right. It's already 1 a.m. Right screen. Oh, I've got to get you, I've got to go to your house tomorrow, your flat, and sort things out. So I am good to wrap up here. 
to say it has been lovely as always we have you stay sexy Mm -hmm. i don't remember what we said last time i don't stay safe in these streets we're gonna have to listen back stay cute stay Um, what keep that easy on the punani on the sunny 